Moncrief on News Talk with Avant Money. Money when you need it with Avant Money credit cards. Avant Card DAC trading as Avant Money is regulated by the Central Bank of Ireland. Simon Tierney joins us once again to talk about something, well, all of us have, all of us who can drive or at least should have, uh, the driving licence, Simon. Are you a holder, Sean? I, I am a holder. I know you're a holder because yeah, I've seen you driving a car. I'm going, yes. That doesn't well, mean I'm, that you know, I could one. be like, you know, one step ahead of the law, etc. Uh, <laughs> uh, so um, for many years, actually, I had an English driving licence. Ah, that I, was I accepted passed, here. I was, yeah, I passed my test in England and... Um, the uh, no, my the fellow who taught me to drive was Irish, as it turned out. But he he was a bit of a bullshitter, to be honest. But yeah, he was one of those fellows where you'd uh, get in the car, he'd let you drive ten yards, then tell you that you were the most gifted driver you'd ever seen. You could have walked away from the car in flames and still felt good about yourself. But when I came back and I eventually changed it over for an Irish license, uh, a woman behind the counter says, "Oh, you won't be able to drive the lorries anymore." And I said. <laughs> I didn't know I could. And it turned out like I had a heavy a HGV thing on my English license. And mm. she was like very concerned that, you know, I couldn't go back to, you know, I couldn't have the security left of, you know, driving my 16 wheeler uh, around the place while I, chomping on a Yorkie bar. I remember years ago when I lived in London, a friend of mine was doing his driving, um, driving lessons yeah. before the test. And halfway through the session, um, the, the the series of lessons, the instructor said to my friend, just so you know, it's derogur that at the end of this, not only am I paid, but that I also get a bottle of vodka. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, really? Can I see that written down somewhere? Or derogur? Well, after every lesson or just the whole thing? <laughs> no, the whole thing. Yeah. It's a kind of like, thank you so much for this special time we've shared together. Yes, because I have to be drunk for the next series of lessons. Uh, right, so who invented the driving licence then, Simon? Well, it's interesting how it came about. The man who invented the driving licence, in a way is a name that's very familiar to Ooh. us. Carl Benz ah. of Mercedes. Um, Mercedes, I think, was his daughter, if I'm not mistaken. But Carl Benz invent is you know, largely considered to be the inventor of the first practical, workable, motorised vehicle, motorised car, uh, in 1885, patented in 1886. Now, it wasn't until 1888. This is quite funny. Where, do you, where he had his car... And it's yeah. worth uh, checking his car on Google because it's incredible. It looks basically looks like um, one of those three wheeled bicycles. Um, his neighbours were complaining that this vehicle that he was driving around the place was causing um, not only noise pollution but smell pollution as well. And right. they had it up to okay. here with it. So he went to his local official and he was granted a license to drive his car, the Benz Peyton Motor Wagon, by the Grand Ducal of Baden District in 1888. Now, um, we do have pictorial evidence of this. Obviously, it's, it's handwritten, this license. It's essentially a letter that you might carry in your car, you know. <laughs> And if a guard pulled you over, you kind of gave this handwritten letter. But it was a license because it was signed by the authorities. And it said, the translation that I have is that um, for the time being, Mr. Benz, owner of the Rhenish gas engines factory, is authorised to make trial trips with the Peyton motor car manufactured by him on the roads passing through the districts of Mannheim. 
uh, under the express indication that the contractor is responsible for any damage caused by the use of the motor car for others. And that last part is important, of course, because no such thing as um, car insurance in those early days. So the licence was making sure of that as well. So Carl Benz was the one that necessitated the 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 origin of the um the driver's license but in terms of a of a of a general policy and a requirement for a driver's license we have to go not too far forward um only about 5 years to 1893 when the first generally available driver's license were issued in Paris and it's interesting that it happened in Paris because it was a man by the name of Louis Lapine who was a civil servant in the Seine Police Department, so right in the centre of the city. And he decided that because motor cars were becoming more and more prevalent on Paris's streets, that there needed to be some sort of regulation involved. So not only did he introduce a driver's licence scheme, but he also was the first person in the world to require that a city's residents have an identifier on their car, um, namely the number plate. So it was the Ah. first time that a car... So, you know, think about it this way. A driver's licence to this day is intimately connected to your plates Mm. because, you know, the two go hand in hand. Okay, so if you're pulled over for doing something, the first thing the guard will do is he'll check your number plate, take that down, and he'll check your licence and take those details down. You can work the two together through the system. And uh, Louis Lapine realised that these things needed to be done in conjunction and he inadvertently had a profound influence on the history of motoring by introducing those two things at the same time. Right, okay. So then then in the US, uh, uh, as I understand it, individual states started doing it rather than on a federal level. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, Like most things in the States, um, you know, they have their own local laws for things. Um, That was from about 1903, so that's about... What, 10 years after Europe? UK, um, around 1904. The first driving test, in in a European context at least, was brought into uh, Britain, in uh, and not Ireland, Britain, in 1935. Um, it cost 37.5 pence to do the test, and the pass rate was initially, for the first year, about... 63%. Um, and that was really uh, that was really revolutionary. The idea that a licence could be conditional on, uh, on passing a test. Mm. Um, and a lot of people weren't happy with that. Interestingly, it took a lot longer for it to come in over here. Why was that? 1964? That's astonishingly late. Well, there was about 30 years where after we got our independence where we were like, we can do what we like now at this stage. We're Driving not around be... <laughs> the roads like a lunatics, right? Yeah, exactly. We're okay. not going to be dictated to by the Brits on this one. So it wasn't until 1964, which... I don't know, in retrospect, to me that seems quite recently Yeah, um, that uh, that the driving test was brought in here. And I was always kind of semi-aware of this growing up, Sean, because um, my mum used to always say, well, I never did a driving test, yeah. <laughs> which filled me with confidence as yeah. I sat in the back of her car. Um, so, uh, yeah, it's a relatively, relatively new thing. And who was the first person to get their test? Did you tweet a picture of... Yes, I yeah. did. And the reason I tweeted a picture of this man is because I think he looks 
he's just got a fantastic look for a politician. Yeah. Um, this is a man that will be familiar with to, to some listeners, I'm sure, of a certain vintage. His name was Neil Blaney. He was very well known man right up until his death in 1995. And when he died in 95, he was the father of the doll. He was mm-hmm. still a sitting TD and he had been Minister for Posts and Telegraphs and various things. But in 1964, he was the Minister for Local Government. And he was heavily involved in the introduction of Ireland's driving test. And in fact, there's a fantastic photograph of him in the in various newspapers um, doing his driving test on Parkgate Street here, not too far from here, just near Houston Station there and the Criminal Courts of Justice. Um, that's where the first ever driving test took place. And indeed, the first driving tests for the first few years all took place on Parkgate Street. Right, because the rest of the country didn't have roads to mine cars. It was like yeah. you had more potholes than roads. Exactly. I mean, there just wasn't... Uh, if you wanted to get a driving licence, you had to come up to Dublin to get it done. Um, hmm. So I, I would imagine for a fair few years there were lads driving around without driving licences at all. Yeah, but probably then outside Dublin it wasn't really enforced for a while. I'd, I'd say it wasn't. I'd no. say it wasn't. But when it when it was brought in, Sean, I, when I consulted the Irish newspaper archives uh, on this matter, which I tend to do for this slot, I was unsure how it would have been received in the press, but it really was roundly received very, very positively in, oh. in the Irish press. For example, the Western People a big Irish regional newspaper, they said, judging by the rush for driving licences before the new regulations came into force. That's interesting, actually. There were 5,000 applications to get it done before the 16th of March 1964 so that you didn't have to do the test at all. (laughs) Um, A tremendous number of people must have entertained doubts about their ability to meet the new requirements. The ease by which driving licences could be acquired in the past constituted a grave menace to public safety. Now, that is very important, Sean, because I then consider the numbers of fatalities in Irish roads and this makes it clear why the Irish press at the time felt that it was so necessary that a test was brought in and the figures are stark. So in 1964 there were 341 fatalities on Irish roads. Okay. Mm. In 2021 there were 131 fatalities on Irish roads. So that's a huge difference. But that's accentuated by the fact that there were so few cars mm. on Irish roads. There was only, there was 400,000 vehicles in Ireland in 1964. That included all like, tractors and everything like that um, for a population of 3 million people. Now we have a population of what, 5 million? Mm. So the numbers are, even though they're over three times the amount of fatalities that we have now, that was for a lot less people driving. So it was much more dangerous to drive at that time. Though, having said all that, there are people listening to us now uh, who probably started driving one of the so-called cowboy licences that they gave out at the end of the 70s. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, You've come across this before. That's interesting. Yeah, in 1979, there was a postal strike, Sean, in the country. And this led to 
uh, a delay in correspondence and it meant that there was a huge backlog to processing driving licences. And I, I don't know if you remember that. I certainly remember when I started driving, we still had the first provisional, second provisional, yes. third provisional system, which people would basically, you know, they would live their entire lives on various provisional mm. licences. Mm. They did away with that about 10 years ago. But um, in, in 79, to deal with the backlog, they basically gave an amnesty to people who were on multiple provisional licences so they didn't have to do a driving test at all. So it's estimated that there was about 25,000 to 50,000 Irish drivers who got away without having, to, legally got away without yeah. having to do their driver's test. So watch out for those on your commute home tonight. Simon, thanks a million as ever. Simon, here you there. You are listening to the Moncrief Show on Newstalk. Uh, we're going to take a break. Uh, after that, how to carry your wife. Moncrief on News Talk with Avant Money money when you need it with Avant Money credit cards Avant Card DAC trading as Avant Money is regulated by the Central Bank of Ireland